sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all warble like nightingales. Give your throat a treat. Take a time from the bird. Now you all know the word. Hello again out there in Birdland. It's Hanson Tebbets along with uh, Chip Darmstadt. Here weekend edition of For the Birds. And um, my gosh, we've made it to September. Believe it or not, it's September is here. And, how did uh, that happen? How did that happen? Boy, I tell you, I have to say it was a um, it was a dry summer though, right? I, I think for the most part we're going to say it's been dry, right? And hot. I, mean, I, I don't remember having such a hot summer for, yeah. for quite a while. Yeah, I think we're correct. I think we can uh, definitively say it was hot and dry, and we had some uh, had some weird storms as well, like big weather yeah. events. It seemed like. Yeah, but I'm, September, I'm but September can be pretty predictable. Usually, it's usually um, you know pretty cool in the morning and warms up nicely, and then cools down again. So, and we've got that that um, basically twelve hours to twelve hours now, right? Kind of like. Love the fall. Yeah. Great time to go birding. Yeah. So you've been birding. You actually, um, you boarded a big vessel and, and went out to sea, right, recently? I, I did with two of my kids, Sam and Charlie. Um, we did an overnight pelagic seabirding trip out of Hyannis, Cape Cod. And uh, it was organized by Brookline Birding Club, which has been around for forever. And this was a, a remarkable thing. Well, two. One is it was an overnighter, which was pretty exciting. Slept on the boat, and uh, we went a hundred miles out into the Atlantic Ocean, out to the edge of the continental shelf, um, out into the Gulf Stream or the warm waters of the Gulf Stream, um, out to some of those deep, deep water canyons on the continental shelf. It was truly remarkable. Uh, and I, I, my apologies for my voice, my horse voice. <laughs> I spent a lot of time at the stern, the, at the first part of the trip, um, chumming, shall we say, mm. uh, uh, over the over the stern. So uh, I, yeah, I was so seasick. I, yeah, I'm hoarse from it, oh. uh, but I felt better eventually. And um, yeah, so that I mean, you're a real trooper. That um, so this is just to put in perspective, like. Um, Montpelier to Burlington is about 35 miles. So you went three times that length out to sea from Cape Cod. So you're, you're, you are out there. Yeah, it took us about uh, five and a half hours, I believe, to get out to the, to the Gulf Stream, to the edge of the continental shelf. So, yeah, a long trip out there, which is why it's an overnighter. Um, and the reason for going out that far you know if, if you've ever done a whale watch in new england you, know, you have to go out a couple hours to get you know to places like stellback and bank but um if you get out to the gulf stream that warm water current coming up from the south there are all sorts of southern seabirds that follow that gulf stream so you see some really special birds out that far and, and other um, amazing creatures so what um what does the boat look like? It's a, it would have to be a, a pretty good sized boat, right? 
Yeah, it was a a, a hundred footer, you know, with a lower deck, uh, the main deck, and an upper deck. Um, it, it was, uh, you know, it's a mostly a fishing charter boat, and actually the crew were fishing for tuna at night. Actually, I have some of the tuna in my fridge right now. Uh, so it's a fishing boat. Um, you know, we slept on berths in the on the decks. Uh, I was a little bit uh, worried after feeling seasick um, to see our sleeping accommodations because it was the, in the lowest part of the boat. You know, very stuffy. Uh, you know, this on bunks that were held by chains from the ceilings but it was great we you know just zonked out and lulled by the rocking of the boat eventually and fell asleep and did it all over again the next morning yeah even when you're on those big cruise ships it's kind of uh, you're kind of floating and going back and forth so this must have been uh, kind of interesting so you're out you're about 100 miles out to sea um from cape cod and what did you see oh wow we saw some birds. Um, you know, I had only ever seen, a, a, you know, a handful of seabirds before and have never done anything like this. So I, for me, a lot of the birds were new. Uh, five different species of shearwater, great sooty, manx, um, Audubon, Audubon's shearwater, which is a um, more southern species, but comes up north following the Gulf Stream. Um, we saw Jaegers, parasitic and long-tailed Jaeger, uh, storm petrels, four different types of storm petrel, Wilsons, leeches, which are the, the common, common ones. Uh, Wilsons you can even see from shore. Banrumped, which is another one of those Gulf Stream specialists. Um, but the prize was a white-faced storm petrel. It's a, a bird that you know, typically there, there's a handful of them seen every year from North Carolina to New England, um, you know, as far north as Cape, you know, Cape Cod or the waters off Cape Cod. We saw, we shattered the record. This, it was unprecedented. The high count for this bird previously was maybe in the 30s um, from people who do surveys out there. We saw nearly 600, mm. like 581. It was, everyone was blown away. Um, and they're the cutest little birds. <laughs> they skip across the water uh, on their webbed feet looking for plankton and tiny krill and shrimp or whatever they can find. Cutest little birds that hover and dance on the water, just like a, just like a Wilson's storm petrel. Wow. That's amazing. So they, so they must have been a good food supply. They must have found a good catch probably, huh? Yeah, I mean, really, the the crew, the the people who were the the spotters and the experts on pelagic birds, they were blown away because no one's ever seen anything like this. Um, again, you know, only double digits highs before. I think last year's trip they saw one or two. <laughs> so yeah, I wonder did you know did they move into the area because of lots of food availability, or was there a crash in food? Um, sources where they typically are, who, who knows, but it was a marvel t- to behold for sure. It was, yeah. Yeah. Never unforgettable. Yeah. Good stuff. Chip is back from a, uh, a trip he, he's really loving, even though he had got a little seasick and he's a little hoarse, but, um, 
So these birds, so they, all these seabirds you're seeing out there, they just hang out there and can live out there, you know, for long periods of time with no land, right? It is amazing, Anson. You know, <clears throat> no land in sight. Um, you know, there's little patches of sargassum seaweed floating on the surface. So some of the birds, like, chill out on that sometimes or feed looking for sargassum crabs or shrimp. Um, we saw flocks of phalaropes. We talked about phalaropes on the show recently. We saw a, a couple flocks of phalaropes, red and redneck phalarope, you know, 50, 75 miles out at sea on, you know, flying and then landing on the surface of the ocean. Jaegers were out there chasing the sheer waters, uh, you know, and they're spending their winter out there. It's amazing. Um, you know, they, the seabirds, like the shearwaters and storm petrels, they have an amazing sense of smell. And they just, you know, cover a lot of territory looking for plankton, fish, krill, you know, all sorts of uh, sea um, seafood. <laughs> there we go. And so they, they cover a lot of ground, uh, you know, and they do land on the water and rest and um, but they're just spending the whole time out there. How they get through big storms, I have no idea. Um, but it's impressive. Just, you know, it's it's got to be one of the hardest places to live. Um, maybe shy of, you know, arid, the most arid deserts in the world. Yeah, good stuff. Well, back on land, uh, don't forget, you've got some walks at the Nature Center in Montpelier, right? They're uh, Friday mornings, um, 7, 7.30ish. You got it. Yep. 730 at the Nature Center in September, <clears throat> every Friday. Um, yep. No need to um, sign up. Uh, they're free. And well, if you don't have binoculars, no worries. We have binoculars, scope, field guide. So come and enjoy some birds with us. Yeah. Well, that's uh, fantastic. That's uh, Fridays at the Nature Center in Montpelier, just outside the uh, city of Montpelier. Beautiful paths. Got some... Uh, Got some water there, looks nice there in the fall, and uh, we'll see the migration. Um, probably some f confusing fall warblers going through, right? Definitely. They're coming through. Yeah. They're here. Good stuff. All right. Well, I hope your uh, voice recovers. Chip had a fantastic um, sea trip, and um, we will catch up next weekend. Until then, I'm Anson Tevitz. I'm Chip Darmstadt. Oh, the birds. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Now you all know the word.